0: what is going on everybody welcome to the enter the chat gaming podcast you have entered the chat where we will sit here and talk all things gaming this is our first actual episode we've been uh talking about doing this and we've been i've been tweeting stuff out about a project coming on my main channel and it's finally here we're finally getting the first couple videos up this will be the first official video on the enter the chat channel and then rico here did an additional video where he played the final fantasy origin demo and that will go up probably shortly after this podcast and there's another guy who's going to be doing this channel with us so Rico if you'd like to introduce yourself go ahead I'm Rico (laughs) that's all you got for me
1: (laughs) that's pretty much all I got I mean I'm Rico you'll probably see me covering most of like the PlayStation stuff whether it's gameplay reactions or breakdowns on any upcoming PlayStation games coming out i mean nico here though you might see some stuff for him because this guy finally got himself a ps5
0: oh yeah minor technical difficulties this is going to be very scuffed first episode i can already tell very very scuffed first episode but basically let's
1: face it basically all our videos are going to be scuffed in some oh yeah
0: i mean we're using like your pc is super outdated and the webcam i gave you is my old webcam that i used to use on my channel and like it's it's just gonna be very interesting. But basically what yeah. the channel is, we came I came up with the idea. I was talking with my brother who will also be working on this channel with us. His name's Toby. And basically during E3 on my main channel, Nico Gaming, I realized I don't have the freaking time to cover everything, being a College students still working part time and then still doing YouTube and all that stuff. I just don't have the freaking time to cover everything. Plus, until recently, I didn't have a PlayStation 5 or any of that stuff. So I didn't have time to cover those games. We didn't have the ability to cover those games. So I asked my buddy Rico here and my brother Toby if they wanted to hop on and do a channel that Together, and we'd all separately do our own content, and then come together for like gameplay stuff and podcast stuff like this. And then we would be able to cover a lot more and a lot, well, just a ton more that I can't cover alone on my own channel. I'll still do my channel stuff, but this is going to be one of our major focuses. And then we'll all be doing individual stuff. So, like Rico said earlier, he'll be the main PlayStation guy. I have always been a Nintendo guy, so I've been handed the Nintendo stuff. Toby will be doing a lot of the Xbox stuff and PC and Game Pass stuff and stuff like that. And then it will come together for like certain games that are cross play and play games together and show off gameplay and stuff like that. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We're hoping to have a lot of fun with it. And we'll probably have a couple other of our friends on every now and again, like Rico's brother, I mentioned uh, to him coming on the podcast a couple times. So we'll probably eventually have more people rotating in and just doing stuff. But for now, it's just the three of us working together. And I think it'll be a lot of fun. And I'm looking forward to uh, getting into all of it. Right. So I have a list. I told you I had the uh, this word doc that I would be using to talk about what we're gonna do here. So I have some introduction questions so people can get to know you. All right, and then I'll answer the questions after I ask you the questions. Right.
1: All
0: right. So we already covered your Rico. You are Rico Rico. Suave.
1: Rico Suave.
0: When did you start gaming?
1: Oh God. So really, it was ever my first ever at least I think it was my first ever actual console, was the first PlayStation. I don't remember how I got it, who got it for me, I just remember having it. And ever since then, I've ha- played on every single PlayStation console, tons of Nintendo handhelds and consoles ever since then, but all in all, through and through PlayStation guy. Like, I think very first game I ever played, ah, what would have been? i think it was it was like this weird uh racing game it was a nascar racing game but picture it like nascar with mario kart power-ups
0: that sounds great to me
1: it was a very interesting game
0: that sounds pretty good to me uh all right so based on that i can guess your favorite platforms playstation
1: yeah pretty much like playstation 1 2 3 4 and now 5 all the way through
0: what's your favorite game style
1: Okay, that see that's where it gets a little complicated because well, if you had asked me like around PS3 era I would have said shooters because around that time I poured like a lot of time into Call of Duty like Modern Warfare two and all that. I feel
0: like everybody did in high school, you know.
1: Yeah, I know. Like <laughs> we had one guy in our class. Whenever a new Call of Duty came out, he would wouldn't be in school for like a day or two because he had what we called Call of Duty itis. <laughs> nice, but. Nowadays, I wouldn't say, like, I still enjoy shooters, don't get me wrong, but now I'm kind of really into sort of, like, the action RPG stuff. Like, I really like what they did with the Final Fantasy VII Remake. I also mm-hmm. enjoyed Final Fantasy uh, fifteen. so, and let's see. Darksiders too. I don't know how many people are familiar with that series. The, at least the second one has somewhat of a l- very light RPG element, but still real fun, so it's probably leaning more towards those plus also like the action oriented storytelling stuff like aside from last of us 2 last year one of my favorite games was ghost of tsushima
0: <laughs> gotcha okay and then final question i got for you what's your favorite game of all time
1: see i can't keep it down to one game it's more so this series which you know this of course kingdom hearts like that's fair since the f- yeah since the first one on ps2 i I don't know what it was hooked me on that one. But then when I was able to play the second one, the second one just got me completely hooked on the series to where I was like, I am all about this. I want more. I need more. (laughs) To where like, as Nico constantly hears, and sometimes my brother put Sora in smash. (laughs) Yeah. Every
0: time, every time we have a direct, that's what I get a tweet about. He messages me on Twitter. He's like, this is the day we're getting Sora in smash.
1: And every day I am left with disappointment. But trust me, when it happens, you are not going to hear the end of it. Oh, I know. I should say, I should say, if it happens, but still. All but right. Yeah. Favorite, favorite series: Kingdom Hearts, through and through.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so for me, I am Nico. I have another channel, Nico Gaming. If you're coming over to this channel from Nico Gaming, hi, how are you? But that is my main channel. Right. I've been doing YouTube for like how I don't even know how long, forever. But Nico Gaming is my main channel that I've been doing the most content on. I've been doing that consistently for like three years. I have around 3,000 subscribers over there. And I cover everything gaming over there. And that's why we ended up doing this because I just don't have time for it. My favorite platform. Well, I guess my first console. First console. What was it? I had to think. I think the first console I had was the GameCube
1: i remember that because i remember coming over to your house and it yeah was kind of, like buggy to play smash
0: i think it was the gamecube i we got the gamecube and the first game i played on it was godzilla destroy all monsters that was the game
1: oh uh, there used to be so many really good godzilla
0: games i love the godzilla destroy all monsters so that was my first one and i've been a nintendo guy ever since i've had everything but the wii u i had the wii skipped the wii u and then as soon as the switch came out i got the switch and i've always loved nintendo games they got they're just full of style and like they just have their own appeal I will say, now that I have access, well, now that I've played other stuff, I mean, I've always played PlayStation, but I have Xbox as of this generation. And the online services are really bugging me a lot more these days with Nintendo, so I've kind of strayed from it. So I would say my favorite platform right now, although I still love my Switch to death, is probably Xbox. I've played the most there recently, but I do also love the PlayStation ecosystem. I like trophy hunting and getting achievements and stuff, and Nintendo doesn't have that. So it's like, yeah, I end up playing more games especially with game pass xbox is definitely my favorite ecosystem to play on right now just because i have so many games at my disposal at any given time uh my favorite style of game it right now it's probably it is well, go ahead
1: i i was gonna say horror games
0: <laughs> i like horror i like horror games but i would say my favorite Overall, being that I put so much time into World of Warcraft, it's probably going to be MMOs. MMOs, I played so much World of Warcraft, Guild Wars 2, Elder Scrolls Online, even Fallout 76, I put a ton of time into. Um, I also really like Battle Royales. I play the main three, Warzone, Apex, and Fortnite. Those are the big ones for me. I love those. Uh, Fortnite being the one I play the most. So I would say, yeah, Battle Royales and um mmorpgs are definitely my jam but i play everything i play literally everything under the sun and then my favorite game of all time is world of warcraft i freaking love it to death i got addicted to it because my dad played it when i was little and i'd watch him and then when i was old enough to make a starter edition account and had my own pc i started playing and doing that stuff and i've played it up until the latest expansion and now i'm just kind of okay with letting it be a memory and letting it sit where in the past i would literally just grind it but yeah, that that's me. So, what we're going to do today, today's episode, now that we've got the introductions out of the way, we're going to talk E3. E3 was last weekend and it kind of sprinkled into this week because we had the Xbox Extended Showcase on Thursday. So, there's been right. so much stuff. So, the first part before we get into the conferences, I just want to talk about how freaking awesome it is to have E3 back versus last year and yeah. all the craziness. Because
1: yeah, I will say like I'll consider E3, like, truly and fully back once they are able to have, like, live conferences. Yeah, and yeah, crowd
0: absolutely. But versus last I, year, where everybody just yeah. kind of did their random showcases here and there, sprinkled throughout the summer, I, I yeah. it didn't do the same versus a whole weekend dedicated to gaming. That's what gets me excited. Yeah.
1: Which I still like that because it was almost like every few weeks or at least every month, there was something new to look forward to or no, something new revealed. Yeah. But, you know, there is something there is a little bit of magic to E3 when stuff gets revealed there.
0: Now, you are 100% right, though. Losing the whole audience and hearing people just erupt at certain game announcements or at exclusives. Like, imagine yeah. when Xbox announced that Starfield was Xbox exclusive, the reaction from the crowd. That would have been insane. Yeah but we don't get that because of the craziness and I'm hoping next year we'll get back to it. I'm hoping that's yeah. the case.
1: Like one thing I know I've missed is that uh uh the Nintendo Shop in was it New York? I think it is. How like whenever there was like it was either during the 3 or big Nintendo Directs or announcements, I would always see like videos of people reacting to that stuff. So that's one thing I look forward to seeing come back cuz I would love to see like at least a reaction to um Kazuya being in smash yeah just because i know he's not the most well-known but i would have liked to see how that crowd would have reacted to it. or
0: the crowd reacting to the breath of the wild 2 trailer
1: they would they would
0: have it would have been that. nuts
1: i mean even i kind
0: of lost my mind It was like
1: oh my god how does this look gorgeous
0: yeah so before we get into the conferences again what was your favorite if you had to pick out of all of them what's your favorite as of right now
1: i mean there's <laughs> considering some of the conferences that went down um now when we talk conferences are we going to include the summer games fest because that wasn't a part of e3 that was like jeff Keighley's own separate see at
0: this point i count it all together i understand they're separate entities but at the same time they're (laughs) trying to accomplish the same goal so whatever you want to include go ahead i'm not worried about whether it's specifically e3 branded or summer game fest branded right
1: yeah i was gonna say if that's the case then it's hard for me to choose between Either the Summer Game Fest or Xbox. I'll pro- probably give it to Xbox just because there was a lot more that was shown that I would personally be interested in. Like, I might one day get like a Series X or X. When? I don't know, but it could be eventually because, like Nico said, Game Pass is a hell of a deal and a lot of the stuff that was shown at Xbox is going to come straight to Game Pass day one. Oh, yeah. But at the same mm-hmm. time, s- Summer Games Fest, like, finally seeing some stuff on Elden Ring, a heavily like. Anticipated game that was announced how many years ago? Yeah, being able to finally see stuff on that and seems like this is going to be like, of course it's going to be more Souls like like games because those have been pretty popular over the years. But this looks like to be like the biggest Souls experience yet.
0: Yeah it definitely yeah i know a lot of people i've never been a big souls like guy i I loved bloodborne that was about the only one i've actually put time into but i see so many people reacting and this being their biggest thing out of e3 or whatever summer games fest well however the hell you want to talk about it i see yeah. elden ring being the thing that everybody's excited about and i'm honestly kind of keen on checking it out even though i'm not a big souls born guy i really okay. want to check it out
1: yeah no i know i'll definitely be checking it out because it's weird like I. I always keep trying to get into, like, Souls-like games. Like, I have Dark Souls 3. I've tried playing Bloodborne, the Neo games, all that stuff. And it's like, I want to get into them, but it's definitely not an easy thing to get into just because they're so, like, difficult to pick up and play.
0: Yeah, they're they're so punishing. That's the thing. I like picking up games and being able to play and have a good time. I like a challenge, but I'm not right. looking to just have my like bash my head on my desk because I'm so upset I'm losing. So, for me, getting into them's hard. With Bloodborne, it was the aesthetic of the game, just how good it looked and the themes and like the whole gothic art style they went with. That really clicked with me, so I put so much more time to that than other Dark Souls entries that I've played.
1: Right. And that sort of brings me to how it's like uh I don't know if I say this in the ff origins uh demo at all i think it feels like uh final fantasy origins strangers of paradise feels like if you want to get into a souls like game that might be a good starting point. because yeah. i don't know if they'll do this i don't know if they'll do this for the full game but you can choose the difficulty the combat's a bit easier to get into it does have some like if you've played neo you'll definitely see some semblance of neo as you play the game but i feel like it's much easier to get into a bit more hectic but if you play your abilities and cards right, it's not too bad to just like sweep through enemies. Yeah. So when that game comes out, you might be into it, despite what you might think of the uh, protagonist you play as, who I refer to as a drunk bastard out who stumbled into a LARP section.
0: <laughs> so for me, I think that Xbox stole the show xbox and i i know all over twitter i see all the playstation fucking fanboys they're oh xbox still doesn't have games blah 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 are you freaking joking how is that even still an argument see
1: like the thing is and i even saw a list of like it showed a bunch of the games that were announced on Game um on xbox showcase that are still gonna come to like other yeah. platforms later on like either day one or like a bit later yeah like hades which, like, back for blood that stuff yeah but, like, the difference is, is, like, yeah, we know not all these games are going to be just on Xbox, but the big difference is that a bunch of these games are going to be day one on Game Pass. That so, yeah,
0: that changes the whole dynamic of it.
1: So, like, a game that you would pay, like, maybe, like, 25 30 bucks 30 because there was, like, a, I would see, like, some, like, smaller, like, indie-looking games that might be around that price range yeah. that you would pay to, like, own on another console. You might just be able to download it straight up if you already have Game Pass. <laughs> yeah
0: so we've talked about our favorite conferences whatever whatever part they were if they were e3 or summer games Fest, who the hell cares i want to say before we get into the big ones because obviously xbox and nintendo were the ones that really were the big ones that everybody was looking forward to before we get into those i think we need to talk about the smaller stuff because i feel as a whole e3 was very lackluster
1: it was
0: outside of those two conferences. I feel like everything else, like there was some cool stuff sprinkled in, but all in all, I mean, it was still exciting because it was E3 and it was back, but all in all, a lot of the releases and stuff, in the announcements it just uh, there's so much stuff went wrong with this e3 and i i get it we're still coming out of this pandemic and all that stuff and people are still trying to get their games the way they want them and some people just opted not to show up and i'm kind of i kind of wish more people would have just been like yeah we're not showing up to e3 this year
1: as a there are definitely some that definitely shouldn't have i don't know why they were like big sense to me is like catcom they had a slot for e3 but what did they show
0: yeah exactly (laughs)
1: literally the only the only sort of stuff we got was i guess gameplay on that uh ace attorney game which isn't so much a new game but one that's finally getting localized for the west Mm -hmm. and then just and the announcement that they're just now starting development on resident evil village dlc
0: yeah So yeah, like that one alone, I was really looking forward to Capcom because I was off the high of Resident Evil 8 Village, which was fantastic, and I was hoping to see more stuff, and only hearing that they're just now starting it is kind of lackluster, and then there wasn't really anything on Monster Hunter, and they got two big Monster Hunter games right now, Monster Hunter Stories 2, which is coming out, I want to say July 9th, and then they got Monster Hunter Rise, which has been killing it with updates and stuff, but they didn't really show off a whole lot for that.
1: And the only thing they really saw is, like, hey, there's a collab coming up for Rise, but it's with more Monster Hunter, which is, like, why? Yeah. Like, that's not, like, yeah, cool, I guess, but it's not really anything exciting. You're just crossing over with basically the same game, same uh, franchise. Yeah. And then and I I saw one thing a lot of people were sort of mad about was how, so, like, at the beginning they said they were going to wrap up with, uh, Talks from Capcom fighters, so people were thinking, Oh, we're gonna get some news on like a new Capcom fighting game because there's a huge uh demand or want yeah for a new Marvel versus Capcom, yeah. But no, it was just esports,
0: that's yeah, all it was. See, like they, they could have totally stepped out. Square was interesting because, yeah, at least they came out swinging with that Guardians of the Galaxy game,
1: yeah, they came out swinging with it. We got like quite a bit of. Ge- gameplay and see how like it plays out I did see some people were like kind of disappointed that you're only gonna be able to play as star lord and you won't be able to play as any of the art other guardians
0: yeah but I <sighs> see I, I i initially was on that page i definitely was initially with that but then at the same time it's like okay that's a lot of characters to deal with and that you can't really like the way they showed it off you're going to be making a lot of choices that kind of direct the guardians and the path they take so there's going to be right. what, what it appears is there's going to be a lot of replayability out of this game and i feel like if you played as the different guardians that would kind of take that away and then at that point you would almost have a game that's pretty much like avengers where you're constantly switching characters and I was just going to say that. <laughs> as much as I like Avengers, right, I don't need another multiplayer Marvel game. Just give me good stories yeah. like Spider-Man. Give me the characters I love in their own unique worlds and make it a good story that's compelling and something I want to keep playing through where I think this is the better option. If they would have done the whole, let's play as Rocket this level, let's play as Drax this level, I don't think it would have been as good as, hey, I'm Star-Lord, I'm in charge of the Guardians, here's how I'm telling this story and picking you know, the route that the Guardians are going to go down. That I find super interesting, and the more gameplay and stuff I saw, and the more of the dialogue options I saw, that was super interesting to me.
1: Yeah, like, I re- yeah the dialogue choices really interest me, because I don't know if you... Uh, caught it when they were showing gameplay, but the part where uh, you're deciding where to have Drax uh, toss Rocket over that ridge. Yeah. And then in the corner, it showed like Rock, Rock is like Rocket's furious you for telling uh, Drax to say that. So I'm wondering if it's going to be similar to the. Uh, I wonder if it's going to be a similar mechanic to the Telltale games where certain interactions with characters will leave like impressions on them that'll affect later in the game.
0: I can see that being a thing. I can definitely see that being a thing. And then but like they came out swinging with that and then they moved into Avengers. And as excited as I am for the Wakanda expansion for Avengers and the new updates, I haven't touched Avengers since like October. And because Dude, of I the just... problems on last gen, I bought it on my PlayStation 4. At the time I didn't have my next gen Xbox, and now I have a PlayStation 5. I'm going to be hopping back in, but what they showed like black panther looks cool but they didn't show anything saying like the missions are going to change here's what's actually going to be a part of this expansion here's what to expect here's how we're fixing the problems that people already have with our game instead they just were like hey we've got more stuff coming but that doesn't mean that we've cleared anything up that we had issues with in the past so i'm very curious how that's going to play out
1: i I feel like uh, when it comes to that stuff they might not necessarily announce that e3 maybe if they have like another like sort of small stream or something like that or who knows they might just like tweet out a bunch of hot fixes they're bringing to the game because i know companies tend to do that with upcoming
0: updates i just wish we would have gotten a little more information now i am looking forward to getting into wakanda and getting back into avengers but at the same time i just wanted more out of that and then it just kind of like after that it was kind of whatever because there was the whole debacle with the stranger of paradise where the demo didn't even freaking work when the game when they released it it was a whole corrupted file and you couldn't even play the damn demo and like and like watching you play it when i was editing the video that's going to go up after this podcast i was like this doesn't look like fantastic in terms of the graphical fidelity
1: yeah like the the combat really is like honestly really fun i really did enjoy that but graphically and looks wise it did not look the best yeah like you can definitely look better
0: mm-hmm. and like, that's it's <laughs>
1: just like the overall game just looked like how would i describe it? it just looked really dark at light and almost like there was a sort of for most of the sections like a it's almost like a foggy film over it it was just very weird looking i
0: noticed that as well it was super dark the whole time you were playing it until you went outside that big castle thing i was like what the hell i was like is this just my my editing software is my computer brightness too low but no it's just the game is fucking the the game's fucking dark i don't understand it and the character doesn't look like he belongs in a final fantasy game (laughs) he doesn't it's so weird it's so weird
1: and the thing that's also annoying is like you see those two guys running around with me; they do practically nothing. I noticed that like as I was watching you play. It. In, like even when I'm in combat and I'm surrounded by like five different enemies, they hardly are attacking or doing anything at all. I
0: noticed that <laughs> as you were like, playing. I was like, "What are they? They're just standing there."
1: I was like, "This AI is shit. Do something."
0: Yeah, it was. It's weird. It's a weird looking game. And what the hell else did they even announce the Squares thing? Because I forgot already because we got so much shit so uh, packed together.
1: Uh, oh, yeah. They showed off a more uh, Life is Strange. They announced oh, it yeah. going to be a remaster of the first game, which nobody really asked for, but okay. And then they showed off stuff for the second one, which honestly does, does look pretty nice. not really my type of game that I'd be playing, but it does look pretty like, – it looks like a, it'll be – like at least graphically looking, it'll look like it'll yeah. be a good game
0: yeah it and then i just i i did not vibe with squares presentation after guardians i felt like everything if for me personally as someone who's not a huge fan of the final fantasy series and all that stuff it, it just after guardians it just kind of fell off for me at least yeah, for, for
1: yeah for me like even with, like, Origins, for me, like, kind you know, brought it up a little bit, but I really wish they would have shown a little bit more on Final Fantasy e sixteen because yeah. that's the one I'm looking forward to.
0: Yeah. That'll probably be at whatever Sony's planning here after E3.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've kind of noticed that, because, like, even even if it's a developer E3, if it's a game that's going to be exclusive to a platform, then you'll probably see it for a uh, stream or whatever Yeah, that... uh company does yeah
0: and then what were the ubisoft ubisoft announced what that avatar game that was the big thing they, they had
1: well that and they also announced a sequel to mario and rabbits
0: that yeah okay i i saw the leak before <laughs> the, the presentation <laughs> I was gonna even happened but,
1: but sadly they nintendo kind of took the wind out of those sales by leaking it which is very unlike nintendo really it was they it was not weird. Yeah, Nintendo isn't really one to sort of like leak stuff ahead of time.
0: But yeah, like Ubisoft, I didn't even watch the Ubisoft. I think I was busy the day of that conference, so I didn't even see it. But oh, yeah. I just saw the Avatar was announced and that Mario and Rabbids was getting a sequel. Outside of that, I didn't see a, a whole lot out of Ubisoft. I guess there was that uh, Rainbow Six Extraction game. That looks pretty interesting. Oh, yeah, That
1: that does look interesting. Like I'll have to see more like actual gameplay to see how it plays out and how it looks before I decide if I'm going to it's gonna be something that's gonna be on my radar or not but it does seem like i do find it interesting that they took something that was initially like a special mode in rainbow six siege and now they're turning it into a whole separate game
0: yeah i i like that i think it's gonna be cool I'm, I'm. that's the one i'm really looking forward to out of ubisoft the avatar game yeah. seems cool but it's like we're so far out from avatar and we have no idea when the next avatar is even coming that it's like it's not really in the mind share of people right now nobody's really I'm thinking say- about avatar
1: that's, yeah i was gonna say that seems like such a weird choice to like announce an avatar game now where we haven't he- seen or heard anything about the next avatar movie or movies i should say because james cameron has like multiple lines yeah up or anything like that so it just seems odd to me they'll be showing an avatar game like at this time yeah
0: and then what what else pc gaming show was kind of boring there wasn't a whole lot there they showed yeah, off a lot of really... computer parts, and I don't really play PC anymore. I used to, but yeah. it's just not my jam anymore. I'm, I give me my console; that's what I want. So that yeah. really right. didn't hit for me.
1: Yeah. Um. And then another one that I didn't watch it, but I did see like a clip of it. Uh, Take Two's uh, E three segment was a whole lot of nothing. It was essentially a bunch of uh, devs or all of Take Two's subsidiaries just on what looked like a Zoom call, sort of like just talking about take two and their games or
0: if i'm remembering correctly take two was about the they had like the inclusion and diversity segment something i felt i felt like one of them it it, wasn't take two which again i i I think it's good that they had it but i think they should have definitely come out and said something about it maybe they did maybe i missed it but like i think people had expectations for games and then not seeing that i mean i i think it's good it was there but.
1: Oh, no, if, if you want to talk subverting people's expectations, uh, Bandai Namco really dropped the ball, because people, the whole time for Bandai Namco, and for anybody who doesn't know, they're kind of like the name you think of when it comes to uh, anime-style games, And but they're also one of the developers behind Elden Ring, and some other. And I think they're also one of the ones behind Dark Souls and stuff like that. So somewhat of a bigger name mm-hmm. over the years. But all they talked about was that... Uh, I, I already forget the name. That's something of Ash's game. It's part of that anthology from the guys behind Until Dawn.
0: Yeah, I can't think of it. What is it? Um, I can't think of the game. I know what you're talking about, though.
1: Yeah, but basically it was just sort of like a 10-minute talk about that. Like, And they announced that the day I was like, hey, like, this is all we're going to talk about. And that left people pissed. Yeah. Because people were expecting at least some sort of announcement. I was like, okay, what's the next big, like, anime game like not necessarily something like dragon ball or naruto or whatever else they do just whatever is like next big anime game i'm fixing my pants
0: (laughs) yeah i so like all the other conferences aside from xbox and nintendo i felt like just weren't and i guess like the summer game fest kickoff was good i'll give that because that was where elden ring was tiny tina's wonderland you know all that stuff that was cool yeah but then, yeah. like, the side conferences were just not hitting, I felt, the way that yeah, they needed to. And, like, just like, especially when you don't announce big games, I feel like a lot of that stuff gets lost in the noise of everything else that is E3. Yeah, I
1: was going to say, when you're at E3, you got to do, like, one of two things. you either got to announce a brand new game or at least give a big enough update of a game you had already announced that people are really looking forward to. Yeah. Like even something as so much as a new trailer, or showing off gameplay if you haven't, or even uh doing something like what uh Square Enix did with Guardians, like you announce the new game, but then you also go straight into gameplay.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's just it it was odd but then we had xbox we're gonna cover nintendo last because we have differing opinions on nintendo (laughs) but we agreed pretty much on everything xbox and xbox came out big dick swinging okay they came out with so much power moves that it's unbelievable because i mean in the first minute todd howard's on stage which is the big thing everybody was like how's the bethesda xbox showcase gonna work Todd Howard's out on stage first with Starfield right out the gate, and it's like, hey, this shit's Xbox exclusive. That is big dick energy right there out of Xbox.
1: <laughs> I will say that people probably weren't too happy seeing that the uh, release date for Starfield isn't for like over a year still. Yeah, so I saw somewhere, to see I it. saw
0: somewhere or heard somewhere that it's like the longest, like the farthest out from the release date that we've ever had an actual release date for a game
1: it is definitely an interesting choice but i think it's good saying like hey it's still not going to be for a while but we're going to give you like a date that we're planning to actually release this at least yeah whereas other companies would sometimes i mean bethesda's probably guilty of this too would say like hey this is coming out like they could have said this is coming out fall 2022 and not, yeah not commit to a date at all yeah so it'll be interesting
0: yeah, and I just thought that them bringing Todd Howard out out the gate and showing, like, yeah, Bethesda is now Xbox and not talking about anything Ghostwire Tokyo or Deathloop related was a huge right. power move.
1: Yeah, which that was either a power move or if I don't know if that was, like, a contractual thing because those are both going to be, like, I guess now timed PlayStation exclusives Yeah. for, I think, I forget how long, like maybe a year, or so that's usually the given. But, uh, yeah, I was at least expecting, like, a little bit of those, but I wasn't going to be too surprised if they didn't, which they didn't. And then they also announced... uh, It's funny because they opened up with Bethesda, and they also closed out Bethesda with that uh, Redfall game.
0: Yeah, the Redfall game was cool, and I'm not surprised by that either because, like, you know, they still have those other contracts out there that it's like, hey, we still have some stuff on PlayStation, but now that we are Xbox here's a new exclusive game that is coming game day and date with game pass and then you're going to be getting this only on xbox i i thought that was a really smart move and the game looks pretty cool yeah obviously we didn't see gameplay it was just a cinematic trailer but i'm
1: when they showed that that was in game yeah was it in game footage though i can't remember because it usually says it might have been uh,
0: in engine or something you're
1: uh you're bugging out for me a little bit
0: yeah you're bugging out for me it's all right as long as your audio is coming through i don't care
1: (laughs) Yeah, well. <laughs> but uh yeah, like I can't remember if like at the bottom usually at the bottom of the it'll say like actual in-game footage. And I can't remember if the Starfield trailer said that or not. Yeah. If it did, then that's pretty interesting because that game already looked Woo. Yeah. Now from from now from what we already know, it doesn't seem like it's gonna be like a crazy sci-fi fantasy adventure like people kept calling this like, like space skyrim where yeah. it doesn't actually seem like it's gonna be like that it seems gonna be more a bit more grounded in reality but still have like some some light fantasy sci-fi elements like yeah. you'll be able to go to other worlds and stuff we saw that robot in the trailer so you would probably be able to work on stuff like that
0: yeah i'm looking forward to it obviously we still have no idea what the hell starfield is so it's not one that really grabbed my attention that much but yeah
1: we still I, have yet to
0: hear yeah, more about. I want to see, and I guarantee this is going to be next year's E3. Is Xbox comes out and they do the standard Bethesda thing, where anytime their game's coming out in the fall, that is their big showing, and they're like, they did it with Fallout Four, they did it with Fallout Seventy Six. It's like, here's a bunch of gameplay. Here's what this is going to be. Buy it in the fall. Right. You know, that's what I'm predicting next year out of them. But then outside of Bethesda stuff xbox just had game after game and they did it so well where there wasn't any space wasted it was like here's a trailer here's a trailer here's a trailer here's a trailer here's here's pete hines here's a trailer here's a trailer here's a trailer here's a trailer now we got phil spencer close the shit out one more thing they did so good with the pacing in my opinion
1: yeah i feel like that's sort of like uh xbox's niche now i don't i I think they've been doing it for a couple years now where it's basically (laughs) like there's not going to be a whole lot of talking we're just going to show you a shit ton of trailers and games are coming out on xbox and of course other platforms but you're not going to hear that in xbox conference you have to find out for
0: yourself (laughs) and like having 30 games at this thing and then 27 of them being day and date on game pass holy shit that's a lot of games yeah that's where like all the arguments on twitter like in my opinion the console war only exists on social media like that's it no one cares outside of that everybody's just like okay like people that saw starfield was going to be playstation yeah there's there's people complaining on social media but most people most playstation gamers like yourself are going to be like yeah i'm just going to buy an xbox and play these games on game pass
1: yeah because you know game pass is a great deal and honestly like games like i probably wouldn't play like the campaign but halo infinite multiplayer that looked really fun. That looks like something I'd be interested in. And plus there was some other smaller stuff. Like one game that comes to mind that I really like to look of was, I think it was called Replaced. It was yeah, like replaced. a pixelated 3D art style. It just, it looked really good to me. Yeah.
0: Replaced looks super cool. I'm interested to see if it actually comes out. Cause there was another game of a similar style that then like never ended up seeing the light of day. So I'm curious about that. Right. But like Stalker 2, that game looks really dope. I'm really curious about the setting that did of that. That look interesting because i i I like this sort of
1: like uh it sort of gave me metro yeah
0: that's i was thinking metro and i'm i'm curious about it it kind of looks like it's got some horror elements in there and i'm i'm digging that i'm looking forward to seeing that one what the hell else was there there was so much that they showed off psychonauts 2 i have not played the first psychonauts i have it installed on game pass and i'm looking forward to playing through it after i finish up doom 2016 but like going i'm I'm looking forward to that because i love platformers and it's giving me you know like the marios the you know sonic the 3d sonic kind of vibes it's giving me those kind of platforming right. vibes and i'm looking forward to that and then you know,
1: like one game one game ahead. that stuck out to me i can't remember the name of it but it it just stuck out to me from how like weird it looked when the trailer played it was that one game that had sort of like that rushed in uh techno dance music playing over it oh it was i can't remember the name of it
0: what is it it's um i know exactly what you're talking about what is the name of that game it's they announced it a couple e3s ago i've seen it before i've seen it before but i can't remember the name of it but i know what you're talking yeah, about
1: yeah but yeah it just like it looks so weird that it fascinated me i was like there's so much like weird stuff going on in this trailer that i don't know whether to be afraid or compelled
0: yeah And then, like, Sea of Thieves with the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff, that's freaking awesome. That
1: caught me off guard.
0: I'm a long time. Like, I got Sea of Thieves when it came out originally, and the game was kind of like nothing. There was not a whole lot to do in the game. And seeing it progress, and, like, I loved it then. I thought it's super fun because it's that hop in and create your own fun kind of game. And I dig that a lot. And playing it with, like, dylan and toby in high school and stuff that was right. super fun but now they've got it to a point where the game's so great and people have been asking forever they're like can we get more enemy types can we get this that and the other and we're finally getting new enemies new quest lines with pirates of the caribbean characters
1: you are you are seriously bugging out for enough <laughs> i'm getting little bits and pieces of your audio <laughs> i did not catch anything you said it was a spring and eh.
0: <laughs> where'd you where'd you miss me at where'd i where did i cut out at because you just popped back in you were frozen for a second
1: i don't even remember
0: <laughs> anyway okay i'll start from the beginning that's fine and don't bug me at all as a longtime thieves player people have been asking for stuff you know like can we get the new enemy types can we get more ship types? stuff like that and seeing them come in with like pirates of the caribbean themed ship and cosmetic stuff and quest lines and new enemy types because like for the longest time it's been like the skeletons and then we had the meg and the kraken in the water but outside of that there weren't a whole lot of enemy types and now we're getting like mermaids and these rock creatures i'm freaking stoked to hop back in and start playing it again
1: it makes me curious now too is like what well what other kind of like special crossovers or like updates do they have lined up because like are they going to keep it with like pirate theme stuff or are they going to go really out of the ballpark and mix in, like, stuff you wouldn't expect in a pirate-themed game. Like, imagine if they just had like, a full-on partnership with DC, and you actually saw some, like, some sort of version of, like, a Marvel crossover in Sea of Thieves.
0: That'd be cool. I could see him trying to just stick with the pirate stuff, but then take it from other like obviously pirates of the caribbean is a huge one but then there's other pirate stuff like the big one that comes to mind for me is assassin's creed black flag throw some cosmetics and stuff in from that and that'd be really dope just like small crossovers like that just not even like necessarily quest lines but like cosmetic stuff that would be super cool
1: yeah just throw in like some sort of like update dlc where like edward kenway just rolls in on his ship on the island you meet him in a bar
0: (laughs) That'd be sweet. See, I, I don't even have to see him for more than that one instance, but that's just a really cool like, little Easter egg thing that they could definitely do. That'd be super cool. So that was super exciting. And then we talked about Halo already, but Halo has me very excited. And they, I was surprised how little they showed, but actually after seeing the extended showcase, not as surprised. But right, coming yeah. right off of the uh, actual Xbox game showcase, I was a little surprised. But the campaign looks interesting. It looks way better than what we saw last summer. Looks dramatically better.
1: That's what I was gonna say. Like what they showed at E3, it is way better than when they first showed this game. So I'm, I'm pretty glad that they delayed it because it is. It looks like it definitely paid off.
0: Yeah, and then the multiplayer being free for everybody, not just Game Pass players. That's freaking awesome as well
1: that's a real big dick move
0: yeah getting as many people into halo as possible is super super cool and the gameplay looked sweet it looks so good
1: not even just like getting into halo but possibly getting more people on xbox because imagine like getting an xbox but you don't necessarily like have a game lined up for it you'd be able to just download halo multiplayer for free and start off with that right away yeah
0: like it's it's insane that they're doing that and i think it's a great freaking move and then moving into some other stuff like like again we get back to replaced that was super cool that had just like a real unique art style the ascent that was that like twin stick top-down shooter that i was really looking forward to already but seeing the gameplay i'm even more excited for it so the ascent looks dope what else was there there was so there was so much at the showcase there was literally so many games
1: there's uh let's talk let's talk about that uh. Redfall game they announced at the end because he briefly mentioned it, but we haven't really dove into it. It's definitely an interesting. From what I hear, it's actually going to be uh like an open world sort of multiplayer type type of game where like all those people shown, it's not so much. It's not going to be like a class deal, but those are the characters you will play as. Yeah, each one has their own unique abilities and powers. Yeah, and it look it looks already looks like such an interesting genre of game. You got vampires, you got robots, you got these people with somewhat like telekin seems like a uh, special like telekinetic powers and stuff this is such like an interesting blend of so many different things at once all right
0: so my internet cut out right there we were talking about redfall
1: uh scuffed chat as its finest
0: oh yeah redfall though i was not expecting it from arcane because they're already working on Deathloop. so i was right, not so expecting that- something brand new like that
1: Devloop is coming out when is it? I think September. September. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I'm wondering what that says about like where they are at on the game. Maybe it means that they're you know a bit more done with it as opposed to what we thought, but then we also got to think of like they got supported for a while, so just makes you wonder like either Redfall's far off or maybe they're they've got a lot more done with Devloop than what we initially thought.
0: Yeah. It's it's curious one we just forgot to talk about for whatever reason back for blood being on game pass day one oh
1: yeah that's that's a big one really because back for blood essentially like you could call it either a sequel or a successor to the left for dead games but day one game pass that's a good deal because those games are
0: wild it's it's a great deal especially because with a game like that it's gonna be hard to convince people to drop 60 bucks to play it right versus you throw something on game pass like knockout city is a perfect example of this where knockout city had that free trial and it's still on game pass and without the free trial slash game pass there wouldn't have been that huge community that would have been willing to drop 20 bucks to try the game out versus throw it on game pass plus the free trial you already have established that community of people that want to play so throwing back for blood on game pass is going to bring so many more people on and then they're going to be like hey you know talk to their buddies hey it's cross play you know hop on bite on your system let's play
1: yeah, yeah. Which that seems to be like the strategy. Um, like newer games are sort of going not just on game chess, but also with some of the uh, a monthly PlayStation Plus games where they're gonna. It's like you know what this game's just coming up, but guess what? It's gonna be free for the first month, basically. Yeah, I like and, that stuff. Basically, I do I doing? Yeah, like uh, one of the big ones from the PlayStation Plus monthly games was. Uh, that old world soul store game. As soon as that came out, that was like a free PlayStation Plus game. Same with uh, Bug Snacks. So I yeah. got a lot more people playing it than who knows what the number would have been.
0: Yeah, that was awesome. And then the big one for me the the highlight of the entire Xbox Bethesda showcase was Forza. Forza looks unfreaking believable.
1: That looks stupid.
0: It looks so
1: like, good. I don't know how they match it.
0: Hold on, you're bugging. I didn't hear what you said. What was that? <laughs> okay, I forget. I didn't say anything. I was taking a drink. <laughs> oh. Yeah,
1: it's I right. I got right here with me.
0: It's it's crazy how good that game looks. And the Mexico theme's cool because there's so much there in Mexico. There's so many different biomes and environments <laughs> that you can explore.
1: I don't know why when they said Mexico, I got like fast and furious vibes and all i could hear was van diesel in the back of my head going like it's all about fan.
0: <laughs> yeah i'm i'm looking forward to that one but let's talk about nintendo because okay because you got my expectations too high
1: <laughs>
0: before i watch it and I if think you
1: your expectations are too high no
0: okay so during yeah, I was at work when the Nintendo showcase was happening, so I had to go home and watch it afterwards, and I made a reaction video. Rico texted me while I was at work and was like there you're gonna have a field day when you make this video because Nintendo saved e three so my expectations were up there. I was like, oh man, e three's been kind of lackluster if Nintendo just came out the gate swinging they it's gonna be an awesome showcase and then what the hell did they even start with? What was it? I don't even remember uh."
1: I'm trying to remember. It's so hard to what. remember these companies show things? Yeah. But they. I know they started <laughs> off pretty strong. What was it?
0: Exactly.
1: What was the beginning? Exactly. Was it Metroid? No. No, not exactly. My memory is shit.
0: <laughs> no, but like, okay, of the showcase, of all the stuff, you know, we got the Breath of the Wild 2 trailer. That was awesome. Cool. We had metroid that was cool it wasn't the metroid everybody wanted but it was cool to see metroid regardless mario and rabbits which everybody already knew about mario party which okay they're they're finally doing mario party right on switch but why the hell is it another 60 dollars game instead of already just being added on to the mario party that's already on switch so that yeah, l- yeah, that alone ruined that little moment for me because i was looking forward to more mario party but then it was like hey you gotta buy a whole new game that kind of kills the hype for me and then oh the smash the smash the smash, the smash announcement was the first thing that happened which was cool
1: yep that's what it was
0: but I, I, I yeah, don't it... play Tekken and I don't really care about the character it's cool but I, we yeah, already it's... have so many fighters in smash give us something different
1: there's only three
0: Yeah, but there's only
1: I... Ryu, Ken, and uh, Terry
0: at this point like we said the other day Captain Falcon might as well just be a fighting game character
1: uh, yeah true <laughs> and while you're and while you're at it you might as well throw in in there because he's he's basically the pokemon version of another second character named king who's uh basically a masked wrestler and the mask he wears is a leopard mask
0: yeah it's like
1: or cheetah mask mask, whatever you want
0: want to call it yeah but it's like like it 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 didn't it didn't hit for me i'm sure it hit for somebody uh,
1: it definitely hit for quite a few people. Like, uh, one of the guys I watch, uh, Maximilian, I don't know if you watch him or not, mm-hmm. he's basically, like, if you're looking for someone to watch on YouTube in terms of fighting games, he's, like, the fighting game guy. Like, he's good at games, not the greatest, but he, like, breaks it down to a T for people. Yeah. And, like, he was just like, what the
0: fuck? <laughs> but then there was, like, like, we got Mario Golf. Why did I need to see more Mario Golf? Mario Golf comes out next week. People,
1: it, comes out.
0: it comes out next yeah, Friday.
1: Exactly. I till they showed it. But
0: they didn't need to show a whole thing on it. Just give us a little snippet during like those 30 second clips. Like here are the games coming to switch and then throw the release date up. If- and then everybody's like, oh yeah, Mario Golf. But showing us that much Mario Golf after we've already seen so much Mario Golf. Same with Skyward Sword. Why what the is- hell did we need to see Skyward Sword again? It's a remaster.
1: Yeah remastered that should be 60 bucks i might
0: add. I don't care that it's 60 bucks cuz i didn't play it and it's updated.
1: Exact but it, it yeah, updated just graphically, not
0: And you can use else. button controls. You couldn't in the first one. I'm okay no with button D. I'm okay with that though because i didn't play the original. So i'm more than okay to play and it's not already on switch. It's not like you can backwards compatible with like Wii games. You can't buy Wii games on the eShop. But With something like Mario Party, where I gotta spend sixty bucks for a game that's already on Switch, that rubs me the wrong way.
1: Yeah, it's like, but the thing is, like with remasters, would you still want to pay full, basically the same price for a game when it first came out, and all that's different is that the picture's a little bit prettier.
0: (laughs) But if I already had, if I still had a Wii and I had Skyward Sword, I would likely not buy it. But I don't have a Wii, and I don't have Skyward Sword, and it's gonna cost me more money to go buy a Wii, or the same price to go buy a Wii and Skyward Sword. So for me, it makes sense to just buy the new version.
1: My brain cells are dropping by the minute. <laughs> I just hearing that.
0: <laughs> I don't have a Wii. Ah!
1: <laughs> That's not the point.
0: I mean, if you have a Wii, if it's and you... a
1: remaster. It should be teacher. The game came out how many years ago? <laughs>
0: no. See, that's just never how Nintendo's been. It's never how they will be. Exactly, and it's still stupid. Uh, I'm okay with it, because I'll and... buy it. Okay,
1: but quick, quick <laughs> question. How's it taste? How's uh, it
0: taste? Fine. I'm okay.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, Nintendo's dick like, tastes that good?
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> so, like I said, Monster Hunter Stories 2. We don't need to see more of that. We've seen that at so many of Capcom's little Monster Hunter Direct things. We don't need that.
1: Yeah, that, that one, they definitely couldn't let out.
0: Yeah, it's just like they, they showed so much stuff that we already know, and it that, like stuff that's coming out in less than a month. Show us stuff that's coming out later, more stuff. Like, we got a little glimpse of what Mario and Rabbids was changing, and that's super dope.
1: Yeah, and then let's see. We got a new Wario game announcement. that something people have been asking for a lot. yeah. And then we got, what was it, finally the localization of I think the latest Fatal Freight game, which apparently in the US isn't called Fatal Frame; It's called Project Zero. There's a weird naming thing with that.
0: That was on Wii U, I believe.
1: No, this isn't like a, yeah, one of the games was, but this is a
0: new one. (laughs) Hmm. But like that's cool i like that wario it's a bunch of mini games and you're gonna spend 60 bucks for it so that's another game that it's like me eh? to,
1: to to be fair isn't that essentially what mario party is though aside from the board game element
0: i to to a degree but mario party is more polished if you look at like the new mario party it looks really good
1: yeah pause but then again WarioWare games have always had their own unique that unique 2d style to it but it's it's I'm, not going to look as polished as yeah. a Mario Party game, but that's just because it's its own thing.
0: If they come out the gate and say it's not a $60 game, I, won't, I will buy it. I will quit bashing WarioWare, but $60 is a lot to ask for a WarioWare game.
1: I feel it might be cheaper than $60, but then, like you said, we have to wait and see on that. But still, the fact that a new Wario game, when I don't even remember when the last one was.
0: I think it was 3DS. That was
1: pretty exciting. And then, that Metro... Yeah, 3DS there. Speaking of DS area, Metroid Dread. Apparently, this game was first talked about all the way back in 2005. This game was supposed to be on the DS. Yeah. And now we're getting on the Switch. I don't know what the hell happened, but hey, I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to I it. Think I be... think
0: it'll be fun.
1: Yeah, like I definitely, I kind of like the little element because I guess one of the highlights from one of the old Metroid games, I forget which one, was where you had that sort of clone of Samus that sort of just stalks you around the area. Yeah. And now in Metroid Dread, you got these killer crawly robots that are going to be chasing after you.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to that one. And what else was even there? They had Just Dance, because apparently people keep buying that. Just Dance is coming. Boy, Life is Strange. Both of those are coming, aren't they?
1: Those both are coming on Switch. Don't know how at least the sequel is going to run, but we'll have to see about that. And then and let's see. Uh,
0: Shin Megami see Tensei. TV.
1: Shin Megami Tensei 5. We got gameplay on that, now. Seeing how that's going to look definitely an interesting setting
0: we did see guardians was gonna make it to the switch
1: that's a surprise to me because like out of all those games guardians is definitely gonna graphically be the strongest i'm curious on how that'll run on yeah
0: i'm very curious as how that's gonna end up running and then same uh
1: dragon ball z kakarot that's coming to switch while albeit it's not a graphically strong game there's a because it's drag ball there is a shit ton of particles in yeah. the fight so your switch may explode when you go to boot that up
0: i'm so curious how that'll like- run and then we got like the shin Megami tensei we got actual gameplay but we've seen that we knew that was coming i feel like for e3 they should have come with more of future stuff and then saved it for another direct where we saw like shin Megami tensei stuff you know show us more of the big crazy stuff because like a lot of the stuff that's coming soon isn't big Nintendo switch releases like Metroid's coming soon. We obviously know the new fighters coming soon. Mario and Rabbids is 2022. Same with breath of the wild. Like show us more like later this year, because right now we're looking at what Metroid and that's it.
1: I think I can't remember what else. Um,
0: Cause Skyward swords in July.
1: Yeah. I think Shimigami Tensei five is coming out. Later this year, I think they gave a release date for that,
0: but I just felt and... like, and especially like, I was hoping I know they said that they were doing more software with this. I was still hoping for, like, hey, yeah, here's the Switch I'm... Pro.
1: That was definitely one of the big expectations people had coming into this, especially E3, with the Bloomberg
0: I... articles and everything that came out before E3. Yeah.
1: But I feel like when it's going to come to that, they're just going to announce a completely separate direct and specify that's going to focus on hardware as opposed to software for this or maybe a little bit of both
0: i think they'll just shadow drop a trailer because when they announced the switch it wasn't even like a direct they just threw the trailer up and we like here you go
1: yeah so it'll definitely be interesting to see how they handle that if we're still getting a switch roll. because at this point who knows all the rumors flying around people confirming deconfirming stuff who knows what to expect at this point
0: yeah and honestly like at this point I don't think we're getting it until whenever Breath of the Wild 2 drops. And it doesn't even seem like they're confident they're going to hit a 2022 release date. I think it'll be day and date with Breath of the Wild 2. But they only said, they're like, hey, we're ho- we're shooting for a 2022 release date. Yeah, I was going to say. I don't think they'll make it.
1: The, the fact that he said they're shooting for it. So that tells me it either comes out fall or holiday next year. or And if not, then it probably might not be out till... Early twenty twenty three at the latest. Yeah,
0: it's gonna be interesting.
1: Yeah, but that trailer though they showed, like, yeah, it was just trailer, but I feel like you could definitely find a lot of stuff going on there. For one, Link either one of two things that people are guess well, I'm guessing happened. Either Ganon severely like damaged or infected his arm or just ripped it off entirely. And he lost the Master Sword.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's it looks good. I'm super excited for this game. But again, we knew Breath of the Wild 2 was coming. We knew what Breath of the Wild 2 was gonna be. It's gonna be more Breath of the Wild with some slight variations to Hyrule. So for me, it was like it
1: was oh, more than a very It was like that whole sky area, floating Isles area. But like
0: I expected it.
1: We don't don't know if that's just Hyrule. That could be a whole new area
0: i get okay. we i get we got the sky stuff but like I, I it it just wasn't enough for me to get me over the moon excited if they would have slapped the release date on there that would have sent me over the edge but for me it was like okay it's more breath of the wild like a lot of the stuff like they showed the sky stuff but there was still a lot of other stuff that's like okay more sheikah slate stuff could have guessed that was gonna happen there was more stuff on the actual and
1: internet, i have a I had a theory about that. He It didn't look like he had the actual slate. It looks like he was actually using his arm. So I guess whatever happened to his arm, the, some sort of Sheikah force, you know, saved his arm or gave him a new one. And now he has basically Sheikah slate powers, but they're infused into his arm now. It's possible. So it'll be interesting to see how that develops. Yeah. yeah for me, though. I saw, like, the... Go ahead. Yeah, because, like, in the trailer, the one new ability you seemed to have, it was, like, it looked like a variation of the time stop ability had where he stopped that boulder, but then he actually like sent it back in time, basically reversed it. So I'm wondering if like maybe we'll in this game, we'll be able to upgrade the Sheikah slate abilities.
0: Yeah. Uh, But for me though, the whole presentation was just, eh, it was, it was okay. It wasn't the worst direct Eh. I've ever seen, but it wasn't, Eh. it wasn't the we saved E3 moment I was expecting.
1: Okay, so when I said they saved E3, what in your mind, what kind of stuff were you expecting?
0: I was expecting, obviously, Metroid, because there have been rumblings right. of a 2D Metroid coming to Switch forever. I was expecting Breath of the Wild too, because I think that's just kind of the obvious thing. And then I was expecting more stuff that we hadn't seen. Like, that was what ruined it. If they literally would have come out, been like Mario Party, Rabbids, Smash, Breath of the Wild, and then... Uh what was the other one? Fucking A. Metroid, did I say Metroid? Whatever. They would have shown that if they would have come out and slapped all those and then threw everything else in like a 20 to 30 second reel, I would have been good. But they took so much time. That like a 40 second, well 40 minute presentation. They took so much time to show me games that I already know everything about. I don't care. Like it just didn't hit the mark for me. see see, but i don't think it was as bad as like feel like it was i
1: definitely feel like they had enough hype stuff there that like because nintendo directs i don't think they ever like announce like a shit ton of like really big releases it's always like those few big releases or new announcements and then you also have like all the ports and little stuff sort of like sprinkled in there yeah but
0: like for me okay when i think of like the best directs okay like Think about the Squid Kid and seeing the the Smash Ball show up in his eye. That's the moment That's... in a Direct that we did not have. And I wanted that. I, with, if, for a sure. We Saved E3 moment, that is what I needed. Was seeing the Smash Ball in its eye. You know, that kind of let's get hype, let's freaking go moment. And I just didn't feel they had that for this.
1: I just imagine you like screaming at the screen. was like, where's the Smash Eyeball?
0: <laughs> like, I, it just, they didn't have that... Holy shit! This is happening moment.
1: The question is though, like, what could they have shown that would have given that moment? Because now I'm thinking, because
0: Metroid I Prime can't Four really... gameplay,
1: gameplay, yeah, <laughs> gameplay.
0: I mean, we've game been wait, we've game. been waiting five years for that. I i think it, that would have been their Holy shit! This is happening moment.
1: That's that's the whole reason we're getting Metroid Dread now. It's like, okay, listen. We are working on Metroid 4. It's not ready yet, but here's something to at least, like, tide you over. Here's,
0: like, an appetite. Yeah, exactly. I think... I hmm, what the fuck? Uh Trev just got home. he's yelling. <laughs> that was, like, interesting. <laughs> uh, well, let's go see. ahead. What else? Alright, so,
1: Nintendo, we get it It was the best conference all the weekend moving on oh my god okay (laughs) for the past week i've been like bookmarking a bunch of tweets on like news and stuff that we could possibly talk about so i'm gonna just sort of go through some stuff one is uh that pokemon you night game
0: yeah they did announce that very quickly after e3
1: and it is coming out july even first on switch and then on mobile in december so that's interesting plan for that
0: i've been watching that game i've been following it pretty heavy and i'm i'm looking forward to it i think it's gonna be a lot of fun tony's been looking forward to it as well
1: yeah because it's like it's a moba essentially like league of legends style yeah
0: it's (laughs) got a weird take it's got a different take
1: yeah hopefully they i'll probably have to look at up that gameplay later because who knows that might be something i might dive into and check out depending on how it goes and then some other game news a pretty big one um Scott Cawthon, the guy behind the Five Nights at Freddy's yeah. franchise has basically retired because of some donation political donations he's made and getting backlash over that. Interesting. So I want to see what th- so I want to see what you thought of it cuz obviously you're big on horror. I don't know what you think of like the Five Nights at Freddy's games if those were ever your niche or not.
0: I like them. They're they're all right, but like I I more or less just watch the like game theory lore videos and stuff on them. I haven't like touched too much on the right i've I like, played a couple of them but i'm not super deep on, into them
1: yeah because we also got eventually i don't know if it's out already or not uh, that five nights at Freddy's security breach like that new one that's mm-hmm. coming out eventually when
0: mm-hmm.
1: I mean, that one seems to definitely have a different take on the series from what they've gotten so far but like i've always sort of like appreciated it i've never played it but i can always appreciate how it was like this almost generational genre defining horror game different from other stuff that has come out over the years yeah and it's like how are these like cute animatronics terrifying but then once one starts screaming in your face like oh that's why
0: (laughs) but yeah it's Uh, been a wild week in terms of video game announcements and stuff like that
1: yeah speaking of wild video games i'm guessing this is due to the effect of battlefield 2042 but apparently so many people are now playing battlefield four again that ea had to actually increase their server capacity jesus so well it was it was
0: free for i believe amazon prime it was free for a second there
1: still though like to have that many people coming back to a game that came out like what how long ago like 2014
0: to be fair 2042 looks freaking hype it looks really good
1: it yeah plus like I said before when they showed it, like Twenty Four Two gives me that Battlefield Four vibe, and Battlefield Four is definitely my favorite. Yeah,
0: same, same.
1: And like, there is that whole sort of like controversy now. Like, it's not going to have a campaign, but still be worth the seventy bucks. So it's like, yeah, but like, there's other games out there. People have paid a price, maybe slightly lower that or around that range that also didn't have campaigns. Overwatch, like overwatch black ops 4 rainbow six like siege that. yeah rainbow six siege so it's like is it really that big a deal yeah i like do some shooters even need a campaign anymore
0: i see when i think of battlefield i don't think of the campaign i think of the multiplayer so for me i don't really care that the campaign's gone i've already pre-ordered yeah. the damn thing so
1: yeah the only battlefield campaigns i've only ever enjoyed or cared about is bad company. battlefield yeah battlefield 4 and the bad company ones. Yeah. Because Bad Company had, like, you know, an interesting cast of characters that you just couldn't help but enjoy, which made the campaign that much better.
0: So, E3's been hectic. I got two questions to close out this thing, because I think we've been going for a little over an hour. Yeah. I got two questions. All right. Best conference, now that we've talked it out. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's not Nintendo? (laughs) They didn't say...
1: What are you talking about? You said it was Nintendo. No.
0: No, I know yeah, this. I, saw... I know this whole podcast has been laggy for us, but it it was not me saying Nintendo was the best.
1: Are you so, I heard you just go like N- Nintendo was. The no, no, nope, didn't happen.
0: <laughs> but for me, it's Xbox. Xbox takes it home.
1: Yeah, it, it definitely was,
0: especially because a... they they showed off their games and then they had the extended showcase. And I I'm I'm only including that because we've included so much outside of like just during this week of E3, not just. The exclusive E3 presentations,
1: right? Yeah, definitely Xbox. F- Xbox definitely took it because you got some updates for trailers for games that people have been waiting on. A bunch of games announced that are going to be dropping day one on Game Pass when they come out. Yeah, games that aren't bad looking. uh Halo and Forza bo- graphically both look insane. Halo Infinite multiplayer being free to play—that's a big deal. Finally, a Starfield trailer, even if we aren't getting it for over a year still. Yeah. Wow definitely a lot of big moments from
0: those and then out of everything over this last week what are your three most anticipated most hype things that you were excited about out of e3 out of everything that happened over the last week
1: oh god
0: because for, for me i'll give you a second to think for me
1: yeah.
0: for me i'm gonna say you go
1: ahead and go first
0: for me it's forza's at the top of my list forza looks fantastic followed by battlefield 2042 and then my third is something that happened a little after e3 but i'm including it was the xbox game um well xbox design lab coming back that is freaking sweet
1: yeah that yeah i can agree with some of that uh Def, battlefield 2482 definitely topped my list even if it was announced you know a little bit before e3 but we did at the xbox showcase we did get like apparently it was actually like somewhat of a recreation of how the trailer went down, but actually in game some moments. Yeah. So just seeing like the actual gameplay that got me even more hyped for the game. Yeah. And then two other things I would have to probably say Elden ring. Cause that just looks, that whole world just looks insane. And the fact that's going to be a massive, uh, souls like open world game. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. And then the third one, that's where it of gets tricky. Because I want to say, like, Halo Infinite, but that's if I get an Xbox within this, the rest of this year. Yeah. So that's why it's kind of iffy. If I do get one, it would be Halo Infinite, and then probably whatever else comes on Game Pass. If not, I would definitely have to say... I might have to say Metroid Dread, because I've never played a Metroid game before, but that one looks like something I would enjoy.
0: Yeah. All right, of well... of course,
1: like... Go ahead. All the shit's shown up within like the past month. It's hard to get hyped for just like three things. There's yeah. just so much. There's there's a ton. Yeah.
0: That pretty much covers everything. I think we I think we did a pretty good job rehashing everything, despite all the technical difficulties that we did yeah. have along the way. And but it wouldn't it
1: had to be scuffed as all hell for this podcast.
0: Yeah, we might as well make it as scuffed as possible. So,
1: yeah.
0: If people wanted to look you up, where can they find you? If you want to disclose that information. (laughs)
1: Uh, I I was going to say, I don't really care for people farming because I don't really post much or do anything on social media. So all I'll say is definitely follow the answer to chat of social medias. I believe we're on Twitter, Instagram. We have TikTok. And of course, and of course YouTube channel here, if you're turning in for, for his time, definitely subscribe for more videos that we're going to be putting up. You'll get like, we're going to have these podcasts weekly or bi-weekly. I think we're shooting for weekly along with all the other type of video content we'll be doing.
0: Yep. And then for me, check out the main channel, Nico Gaming. Check me out on Twitter. It's Nico Gaming. I don't think there's any Actually, it's Nico underscore Gaming. I (laughs) lied. Instagram's also Nico (laughs) underscore Gaming, and I believe TikTok. All that will be linked in the description below. I'm not going to throw it up on screen here. But that is it. Thanks for entering the chat with us, and we'll see you next time.